We got one final segment of this edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am John Harris, your host. Glad to be with you. Game Sunday. Kick is at noon. It is Battle Red. I love wearing the red. I have a dilemma, though. Maybe I can talk this through, but I have this bad, you know what, red jacket. I'm a red blue plaid. I'm deciding whether I want to wear it. It's not the most comfortable thing to be wearing on the sidelines. I usually wear, you know, kind of a coach's sideline jacket, something of that regard. Or if it's cold, you know, I've got, you know, layers and all that. But I don't know if I want to wear the red jacket or not. I don't know. I got a decision to make by by Sunday, but uh, definitely uh, tune into my Twitter handle at JHarrisFootball. Keep you updated. All right. Speaking of updated, it's the holiday time. It's holiday season. Obviously, you give thanks, you share with family, and you eat, and you eat a lot. So for our Houston Methodist Minutes, Mark Vandermeer talked to the great doctors at Houston Methodist about eating at the holidays. It's good stuff. It's Houston Methodist Minutes with Amanda Beaver from Houston Methodist, a registered dietitian nutritionist. How's it going, Amanda? I'm doing great. Thank you, Mark. All right, let's talk about holiday eating, healthy holiday eating. Is there such a thing, first of all? This sounds very suspicious to me. So, yes, there can be. And I think when it comes to eating during the holidays, it's all about finding balance. All right, how do you do that with all the tempting foods around, all the goodies at the office or family visits, wherever you're going? Right, right. So, One thing that I like to recommend to people is that oftentimes during the holidays, we try to tell ourselves, okay, I'm not going to have any food until dinner time or lunchtime, or I'm not going to have any cookies or any dessert or anything like that. So whenever we tell ourselves that we're not going to have any of those foods we like, we usually end up going overboard later. Um, So we want to avoid this situation entirely by just allowing ourselves to have some of the food that we want in the first place. And when we are eating that food, we want to really try to slow down and appreciate it. We want to be thinking about the tastes, the textures, and also how satisfying that food is. So, for example, if we're eating a piece of chocolate cake, I want you guys to really think about how delicious and tasty it is um, and how much you love it. And another thing that we really want to do to try to find balance is to really pay attention to our hunger and fullness. So, so often during the holidays, we, we totally kind of ignore when we start getting full. So we wanting, we want to be, uh, becoming more in tune with that and noticing as, as we're starting to feel full and as our hunger starts to go away and, When we find ourselves wanting to go up to get seconds, maybe for dessert, maybe of dinner, we want to ask ourselves, am I still hungry or am I eating this for another reason? Am I eating this because uh, maybe it was a stressful day at work earlier or am I bored uh, or am I just eating this just to eat this? So we really want to ask ourselves, why are we wanting more of this when when we're full? Uh, and do I even really want more of this? So we want to basically just avoid the situation where we're feeling really overstuffed. So we're feeling excessively full. We want to uh, stop eating when we're hungry and satisfied. Well, that's great information, Amanda. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much and happy holidays. Thank you so much, Mark. You have a great holiday, too. 
Amanda Beaver, registered dietitian nutritionist for Houston Methodist. It's the official health care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Methodist. I'm sure I'm like a lot of people when it comes to holiday eating. When I go back for that second piece of pie, or I go back for that second turtle concrete at Freddy's Steak Burgers, uh, frozen custard steak burgers, I always say, ah, my diet starts Monday. Diet starts Monday, I'm good. So, you know, look, we all do it at the holidays. It happens that's okay now every single friday i give the final word to drew doherty that time has come again the last interview you hear on our airwaves before sunday and taking on the indianapolis colts called drew doherty's final word and this week it is with the aforementioned Nico Collins. We've got wide receiver Nico Collins with us. Nico, it's great to be with you as always. This was an odd week. It was. You don't practice on Wednesday. You guys are off. It's almost like a sick day, but Uh you still use that day to your advantage. What was this? What was this like? It was. It was different, but again, it was. It was just a Zoom meeting. You know, just like we was doing during camp with the fully vaccinated guys and not vaccinated guys, or doing a virtual when I was coming from combine training. You know, I was a lot of virtual. Yeah. Meeting with coaches, so it was kind of. You know, I was new to it. Well, new to it, but I'm used to it. But it's the main thing. You just had to lock in mentally because you're not in the mean rooms. And so, like, you, you can miss, like, coaching points and things like that. So you really have to lock in, you know, and really write down the coaching points or whatever to um, install this. It's got to be different because it's December. You've yeah. been through a few months of yeah. this now. And then all of a sudden, right on Zoom. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Yeah, it was So crazy. with it being December, normally a question many people ask of rookies is, well, what was it like? This time last year, your season was finished. But mm-hmm. for you, it was a little different because yeah. of COVID. I opted out. You were, yeah, you didn't get uh-huh. to play. How much did that help you, you think? A lot. I feel like I feel like that, that helped out a lot. Coming off, you know, my junior year, I came back from my senior year. So I was looking play, looking forward to play for my, you know, my, on my senior year. But um, they canceled the season due to COVID. You know, I was kind of devastated off that. So um, I just used that time and focus things I felt like I needed to improve on, become a better receiver. Mm-hmm. And just like route, route running or blocking or just like understanding different coverages, you know, re- really reading the defense, you know, really working on the things I felt like I needed to improve on the most. So that's why I took that time really focus on that. And I had I had a nice little window to prepare for it. Combine wasn't until I want to say March mm-hmm. around that time. So, you know, I had a decent amount of time, nice little window, you know, to work on the things I feel like I need to improve. Do you ever wonder how much that helped, how much uh, not getting game reps might have taken away from you now that you're into it because you're playing pretty darn well as a yeah. rookie, you know, and people might say, hey, he didn't get the reps. But like you're saying, you got to polish up some things. You got to hone some things and you didn't get beat up like you would have yeah. during a regular season. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was hard, you know, not getting the game reps and. You know, I wanted to be out there seeing, you know, Michigan play. You know, I watched that first game. You know, I was hurt, you know, yeah. because I was there when I'm doing the camp. So I knew the ground we put in, you know, not being there with them on the field. You know, it kind of did something to me a little bit. But I was happy for them. They still went out there and played their hearts out. Me, I felt like it was it was time you know, to focus on the main things, yeah. you know, just just my, my routes. I had a chance to go to the senior bowl. So the things I was working on before that, that was my chance to go out there and show the coaches, you know, what, what I've been working on because I didn't play that season. I feel like that was my time to go out there and, you know, just compete all week. And I feel like I did a pretty good job of that. I was out there having fun with it. Grab Houston attention, you know, <laughs> and they snapped me. Obviously sure. winning is the main goal. That's what you guys all want. Mm-hmm. Individually, though, to help make that happen, what are some of your goals from now through the end of the season? Finish strong. You know, I want to mm-hmm. finish healthy, you know, focus on my body because around this time, you know, I really learned a lot about taking care of your body because it's a long season. I'm not used to 17 games. Really take care of my legs. Mm-hmm. Those are my wheels. You know, I need those. 
So um, just make sure you're doing things on and off the field. Make sure I'm polished, asking the vet with, with some of their routines because I'm, I'm new to it and I'm not sure the first season. Not really sure how 17 week would go. So I ask them type of things for recovery and they, they give me advice. Kind of things like that. I've kind of been building like a um, routine almost. Kind of just sticking to that, trying to stay consistent. It's good to hear. You know, I've, I've been yeah. doing this for a while and I've heard from a lot of vets over the years that have said, Man, I wish I'd have known earlier in my career how yeah. to take care of my body, how to do yeah. all that proactive stuff to take okay. care of things. Yeah, so luckily, you know, I got, you know, vets in my room, yeah. you know, like Cooks, Conley, Danny, Chris Moore. Those guys, you know, just watching them every day, they understand what it takes. Backseat, soaking it all in, you know, watching them, you know, just studying them, seeing what they're doing, not on the field. For instance, like after practice, pre-practice, post-workout, you know, just things like that, man. You know, I'm glad I appreciate them, got them in my room, so glad I have them. All right, let's talk about playing a team for the second time. This is the first time you're going to do that. What's it like playing? I mean, you can't say it now because you haven't done it yet, but Uh what's it like preparing for a team a second time in a season? It's the same thing as as the first time. Yeah. Breaking down film to watch teams they played after us, whether they changes or anything new came up. So it really just rehearsal, going out there, trusting the install, game preparation that Coach Kelly put up, going out there for practice, you know, trusting it. Trusting the game plan, you know, we'll see how it goes Sunday. Tell me about the Colts secondary. What's the biggest challenge that they present based off of what you saw against them the first time around and what yeah. you've seen on them on tape uh, since? They defense, you know, they have a lot of turnovers. Have, I feel like as an offense, you got to take care of the ball. Yeah. Limited turnovers, you know, because turnovers can really make or break the game. You got the offensive unit, we just have to take care of the ball. Great secondary we're going up against. But again, come down to the preparation who can limit less turnovers, take care of the ball. When, when it's time to score, you got to score. That's really what it comes down to. You know, you're just going to trust the process. Okay, let's find out how you're powering game day. Okay. The night before a noon game, when do you go to sleep, and how long do you sleep? I say I'm in bed around 9.45, 10. Okay. I got the jitters on, Mosey. You, know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, yeah, so. It's understandable. Say, yeah, so it takes me a minute to go to bed. My, a lot on my mind. You know, just trying to get ready for the games, noon game, so it's an early wake-up call. Right. You know, so you want to make sure you got your plays down right. You know, I go to, I close my eyes around at least 11 latest. Okay. Latest, yeah. And I then say get up and pretty early? Or? Get up pretty Yeah, I say I get up around, I say breakfast normally around 7.30. What are you eating? What's breakfast? Uh, what's breakfast? It depends on what they have in the cafe. Is probably. it a lot or you keep it light? Cause I some keep guys, it light. Yeah, yeah. I keep it light. I'm not really that hungry in the morning, so mm-hmm. I'll probably get like eggs, hash browns, a smoothie, liquid IV, a little hydration, you know, just go and get rolled out. Yeah. Music-wise, what do you listen to? Music, Rod Wave. Rod Wave. He's a, he's a good artist. Um, I like him. When I wake up in the morning, you know, just calm, nothing too crazy, just relaxing. I say when we get dressed, putting on the that helmet, uniform, pan, that's when I crank it up a little bit. Get me, get me going, get me hype. Before we end this, I know you're a proud Michigan man, so yeah, what has this blue week blue. been like for you? The, uh, they beat the Buckeyes. It had to be nice, huh? It's great. So happy for them, man. Just how much that game meant to them, to us, and the fan base. Impressive for me. You know, I was alum there. You know, I played there. I haven't beat Ohio State. So I know how much that game meant to win. Relief that was because, you know, just the grind you've been putting in. You know, it's the last game of the season, the regular sure. season. Man, I'm just proud of Coach Harbaugh, man. I'm, I'm so glad, man, because that win meant a lot, and I know it felt good. Well, let's hope the Texans can kind of follow in those ways no and pick up we a win will. against the Colts. No, Nico Collins, thank you so much for the thank time. You. Best of luck. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. That man's going to be a fixture around the city of Houston for a long, long time. Nico Collins, rookie wide receiver, who has had a solid year. Hopefully he can finish with a couple of big ball games. 
uh, and really get people excited about the future because I think he's got a great future here with the Houston Texans. Well, that's going to do it. A big thanks to everybody who's involved in the show. Nico Collins, you just heard, Drew Doherty, uh, D.P. Sidhu, Kamu Grugier-Hill, Mark Vandermeer, David Culley, obviously the great doctors at Houston Methodist, all of you for listening and being there. My man Robert Harris was there for me back in studio, but you guys out there listening, supporting us, really appreciate it. I know it's not gone the way that everybody would like at 2-9, but this thing will get turned around, and we can say we all did it together. Thank you so much for the support as always. Have a great night. We'll see you on Sunday. And as always, go Texans.